in this bulletin. Fears of another interest rate rise this week. An education campaign to roll out across the country ahead of the upcoming vote on an Indigenous voice to Parliament. And in sport, Max Verstappen wins the first Formula One race of the year. With the latest from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Sinilla Wasti. Mortgage holders are anticipating yet another interest rate rise this week, which would be the 10th in a row. The central bank is tipped to deliver another 25 basis point rise after communications following the February decision suggested the bank was growing impatient with high inflation. This would take the cash rate from 3.35% to 3.6% when the board meets tomorrow. Tasmanian Senator Jackie Lambie has told Channel 9 many people in her electorate are fearful that Australia will enter a recession. Um, you can see people out there, mate, they are tightening their belt. You know, I'm going to functions, uh, they're expecting big people, they're expecting a lot more people to show up at functions that they're just not showing up, mate. And yeah. I told them six months ago to tighten your belts and that's exactly what many people are doing. You can run around these regional, rural, rural and regional areas, mate, and those shops up for lease. They're not sitting there for a month now, they're still up for lease. Months on end. That's where we're heading into. Uh, it's pretty scary what's, what uh, the next six months is going to look like. The majority of voters approve of the government's superannuation tax plan, but the Labor Party and Prime Minister Anthony Albanese have generally lost some favour from the public. That's according to the latest news poll conducted by the Australian newspaper, which found almost two-thirds of voters support Treasurer Jim Chalmers' plan to double the concessional tax rate for superannuation balances of more than $3 million in 2025. Of those polled, 64% approved compared to 29% who did not. A total of 80% of Labor voters approved of the plan, but 54% of coalition voters also supported it, despite opposition leader Peter Dutton vowing to repeal it if the coalition wins the next election. The poll of more than 1,500 voters conducted between the 1st of March and the 4th of March shows the coalition primary vote lifting a point to 35%, while Labor's dropped a point to 37%. The poll shows Mr Albanese's approval ratings have fallen to their lowest level since the election, with his satisfaction score dropping to 55%, seven points down on his post-election high of 62%. A civics education campaign will roll out across the country ahead of the upcoming vote on an Indigenous voice to Parliament. The government has put in place regulations for a $9.5 million public education campaign on the voice referendum, which is due to take place between October and December this year. It aims to inform voters of the referendum process and what is proposed. The campaign will run separate to the measures by the Australian Electoral Commission on the ballot process. There will also be specific content for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and linguistically diverse audiences. Independent Senator David Pocock says the government's safeguard mechanism for emissions must be reformed. New modelling has revealed the government's emissions budget must be fine-tuned because new coal and gas companies are expected to account for a large share of the budget. Senator Pocock says the safeguard mechanism is necessary because having a price on carbon doesn't seem to be a political option in Australia. He says its features must be improved. In its current form, I've got huge reservations and we saw this morning more modelling coming out by Reputex, who came up with the 43% that Labor took to the election, saying that there is a real risk that new fossil fuel projects could blow the budget. The, the way it's currently set up, you know, cement, aluminium, steel are lumped in with potentially new fossil fuel projects. I don't think that's fair or right. So I think there's, there's definitely some work to do on this and I'll, I'll continue those discussions. 
Marine conservation experts are hailing a new United Nations treaty to protect the high seas. More than 100 countries have signed the agreement, which looks to reverse marine biodiversity losses and ensure sustainable development. The treaty is seen as a crucial component in global efforts to bring 30% of the world's land and sea under protection by the end of this decade. Ocean expert from Pew Charitable Trusts, Nicola Clark, says that the high seas are critical because they make up two-thirds of our ocean and cover almost half of the surface of the planet. I mean, this is huge. This is um, really, I think, a, a keystone agreement um, if, if we're going to try and protect 30% of the ocean. So uh, this agreement covers the high seas, areas beyond national jurisdiction. Um, And before, we didn't really have a clear pathway of protecting these areas, these international waters. It gives us the, the legal framework that we can use to establish protected areas in the high seas. Max Verstappen has won the Bahrain Grand Prix. The victory gave his team, Red Bull, their 10th win in 12 races, stretching back to last July. Verstappen says he's thrilled with the result. Very, very good uh, first stint where I basically made my gap. And uh, from there on, it was all about just looking after the tyres because you never really know uh, what's going to happen later on in the race. So we just wanted to make sure that we we had the right tyres and in good condition as well. So... uh, yeah, of course, very happy to uh, to finally also win here in, uh, in Bahrain. In his debut with Aston Martin, Fernando Alonso finished second. He was the oldest driver in the race. That's the latest from the SBS Newsroom. I'm Sunil Awosti.